Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that today, November 27th, is the last day you can get both of my books for free on Amazon. Go ahead and go to sillzeromedia.com for a link to both. And now for a little preview of Heart and Soul Fist, Chapter 2. Chapter 2 Jane Choi Dad had just finished signing me into school. It was already 10 minutes into third period, and I was about to step out of the main office when I heard the voice. Ah, crap, I mutter. Jane, I thought you had forgotten, a woman says, leaning out of her office door. She's an older African-American woman with silver hair tied in thin braids and a wide and ready smile that disarms you into thinking your conversation is going to be short and simple. Mrs. Carter my guidance counselor. We were scheduled to meet and I had totally forgotten. I should have let dad linger at the diner. Oh, well, uh, just a little late today, family stuff, I say. And you know, it's third period, which is chemistry, which as you probably know from my transcripts is one of my worst classes. So I think I'll just head over and we can do this another time. Sit down, Jane. I sigh and trudge into Mrs. Carter's office. There are two seats on my side of the desk, so I sit down in the right and set down the pie containers in the left. Underneath the pie is a plain manila folder my dad had just given me. So before we start, I want to hear your side of the story. What's your plan? My plan for what? For after high school, dear. What do you have in mind? This is the worst part about being 17 and being a junior in high school. Everyone expects you to have a plan. Three years ago, I was buying my first bra and figuring out why the boys suddenly smelled so bad. And now, obviously, in those three short years, I had mastered who I was, what I wanted, and come up with a detailed plan on how to get there. I want to tell Mrs. Carter all of that. But instead, I settle for, I don't know. Uh Uh-huh, she says. She puts on the reading glasses that perpetually hang around her neck. She laboriously pounds keys on her computer. You have a mediocre GPA. Not failing, but not a superstar either. You were in sports your first year. What happened? What happened was I got a lot better at using the Soul Fist, the Haruk clan battle arts. I've always been the sporty girl. If you're wondering what the clan training is like, imagine every martial arts training montage you've ever seen, and then add a heavy dose of weight training. I'm strong. I'm fast. I'm coordinated. In elementary school, I was the girl always playing with the boys at recess. In middle school, I was a star volleyball player. But the soul fist is on another level. I had to quit when it was clear my abilities were giving me a massive advantage over other students. Also, one time I kinda slammed a volleyball so hard it tore the net in half. Just got tired of it, I say. Uh Uh-huh. You know, I was your brother Daniel's counselor. Peter and Henry, too. Yes, you said that last time. Daniel's an accountant now, right? 
It takes everything I have not to sigh. Yes, for a big tech corporation in town. And Peter is about to graduate college. Top of his class, going to get his master's and PhD right after, I say. And Henry? I shrug. Community college. Mm-hmm, Mrs. Carter says, as if she's driving the point home. Are you saying I'm more like Henry than I am like Daniel and Peter? I don't like to compare students to their siblings, dear. It's not very productive. But I can say that your attitude is a lot more like Henry's. And if you don't want to follow in his path, then I think you need to start thinking more seriously about your future. I look over at the folder on the chair beside me. Inside is a report that the Haruk clan gathered about Andrew. It was my dating dossier. I hadn't looked at it yet. What's the point of a plan when your whole life can change in a single moment, I say. Mrs. Carter frowns and takes her glasses back off. You need a plan, dear. You can't just walk into whatever college you feel like and start taking classes. There's application processes, and these applications are very competitive. If you don't put in the work now, you won't have the right stuff when it's time to apply. I don't know where I want to apply because I don't know what I want to do. Aren't I supposed to pick a college that matches what I want to do? Well, that's what I mean. You need to start thinking seriously about what you want to do with the rest of your life. I don't get in trouble at school. I respect my teachers. I turn in my homework, mostly. I don't even chew gum. But I was out of patience for adults telling me what to do. I stand up and pick up my pies and my folder. Mrs. Carter, Daniel's a successful accountant, and Peter is a scholar. James is apprenticing with my dad to become an electrician, and Henry doesn't know what he wants to do yet, even though he's probably just as smart as Peter. I'm not like any of them. I'm not good at anything, and I'm not passionate about anything. I'll probably just apply to whatever colleges I think I can get into and just pick from there or go to community college. Even if I wanted something bigger than that, I doubt I could get the grades to do it. I opened up my messenger bag and put the folder inside. And like I said, it doesn't matter what plans you make because everything can change in an instant. Bye, Mrs. Carter. Jane, wait. I didn't wait. I spend the rest of third period walking around campus. What I really want to do is run, because it's what I do when I'm upset. But I don't want to get caught skipping class. I show up for fourth period and sit down next to a girl with beautiful brown hair. She's wearing a stylish gray top with cutouts on the shoulders and black skinny jeans. Her lipstick is a perfect shade of pink for her light brown skin. She's touching it up using her phone camera when I plop into the desk next to her. Hey, where have you been? Asks Fernanda. Pie, I say. I hand her the cherry. Is this from Jojo's Diner? The one and only. I forgot forks, though. Fernanda produces two plastic sporks from the cafeteria, handing one to me. We click our sporks together high in the air like musketeers and start eating. 
Fourth period geometry is the only class where we can eat in the open. When I quit sports, I lost most of my friends. A few were pissed because I was good, but the rest just fell away. But I still have Fernanda, my best friend since the seventh grade. If you were to ask me why we were best friends, I don't think I could answer. I don't even remember how we got to be friends in the first place. I also have to keep most of my clan stuff secret from her, which makes... I also have to keep most of the clan stuff a secret from her, which made some of my conversations really awkward. But she never seems to mind. A true friend knows you're lying and doesn't call you out on it. The lecture starts as I finish my pie. I set the container aside and pull out my binder, flipping to an old page of notes. Then I put the dating dossier on top. I told myself I wouldn't read it until after school. But this was the file of my maybe future husband. How was I not going to read it? I flip it open. According to the file, Andrew goes to private school, Cavendish Prep, the really expensive one on the other side of town. There's a report card, probably for my mom's sake. He has good grades and difficult classes. A lot of APs stood in front of the course names with honors in front of the rest. There's a paper in the folder labeled Personality Profile, but it only has two entries on it. Dislikes? Danger. Likes? Games. I have to find the clansmen who put this together and thank them profusely for their detailed work. The file has Andrew's school picture. He's olive-skinned with moppy, wavy, dark hair and glasses framing his brown eyes. He's kind of dorky looking, but in a cute way. He certainly isn't ugly, which I guess was a step in the right direction. I try to think of the Huntress Guardian while I look at his picture, but I can't see any family resemblance at all. Maybe he looks like his dad. Who's that? Fernanda whispers. Jeez, Fernanda, you scared me. I slam the dossier shut and thrust it into my messenger bag. Sorry, but really, who was that? He's cute. Just some family friend my parents want me to meet. Ooh, like a date? I guess, yeah. Like an arranged marriage sort of thing? Not exactly, I say. She shrugs. I'm getting a little too close to discussing the clan, so I decide to change the subject. Why do you think I've never had a boyfriend? I ask. Because you're a hopeless, awkward mess. Well, I can't argue with that. And because you don't have any practice, she adds. How do you practice for having a boyfriend? I have lots of boyfriends, she says with a wink. Fernanda has dated just about every boy in my class. None of it was serious. It's like she's in a shoe store and nothing quite fits. Uh-huh. I'm serious, Jane. You don't talk to boys. You don't talk to a lot of people, actually, and that's why you're bad at it. I talk to boys. How many dates have you gone on? None. How many guys have you talked to? Like, really talked to on a deep level? Deep how? Emotional. Or sexual. Fernanda! I'm just asking the question, Jane. No judgment here, she says, raising her hands in a sign of surrender. Are we counting Tristan? I ask. We are not counting Tristan. Then none. There you go, she says, gesturing at my folder. This is a good thing for you. It's free practice. 
The guy know you're meeting him today? Yeah. Good. Now you talk to him. If he sucks, then you tell your parents to stop stepping on your rights and treat you like an American. I'm not fresh off the boat, Fernanda. Neither am I, but you know how it is. Some of that old country tradition is hard to kill. If only Fernanda knew how old the clan traditions are. What if I don't know what to say? I ask. Don't overthink it. Just be you, Jane. You are enough. I don't believe her. The rest of the day trudges on. I sneak out of class a minute early so I can beat the rush of people exiting and catch the city bus just before it pulls away. Of course, I forgot my history textbook. I guess I'm not doing any history homework tonight. While I ride the bus, I do some searches on my phone. What to say on a first date, what to say when you meet someone, what to do when your parents are forcing you to marry someone in order to protect spiritual balance. None of it's very useful. I type out a few ideas on my phone. Greetings, I am Jane Choi of the Haruk clan. Too formal. Hi, I'm Jane. I'm 17 and I like working out in action movies and my zodiac is the year of the dragon. Too much like a dating contest. So, how about it? Like what you see? Want to skip all this talking and get right to making the next guardian? Probably effective, but that's more commitment than I want. It occurs to me that I'm working against my own interests. Shouldn't I be figuring out how to repel this guy as fast as possible? Shouldn't I work up a sweat, muss up my hair, and spit a lot while I talk? I mean, it would be easy to be repulsive, wouldn't it? I think back to my conversation with Fernanda. She was right. I am hopelessly awkward, and I do need the practice. Do I want this date? I look at the picture of Andrew. He really is cute. Great. I've fallen for it. The Harut clan mind games have defeated me. Now I want this date to go well. And I'm calling it a date. Ah, no, no, no. I want my freedom. Of course, if I end up liking him, then does it matter why we first met? My parents met because dad's old boss had messed up installing a bathroom light. This was the bathroom in my grandfather's house and my mom had been told to let my dad in to fix it. They went out the next day and were a couple the day after. Ugh, all this thinking. This is why I prefer fighting. I guess if it doesn't work out, I can punch Andrew. That would be repulsive. Maybe I'm going about this the wrong way. Instead of trying to change myself, I should try to guess what Andrew might be like. Cute. Intelligent. Rich, obviously, since he goes to the private school. Refused to become a guardian, and now was using that position to have two powerful clans offer up their best daughters in protection. Oh no. Is he a spoiled brat? I try to picture him with a sneer and a mouthful of passive-aggressive insults. If he's like that, I'm definitely going to punch him. Then again, maybe his desire to escape his duty isn't about being spoiled. After all, don't I want the same thing? Aren't I angry at my dad for pushing this on me? Wasn't I just yelling at my guidance counselor about having to choose my college and career path at such a young age? 
did someone like Andrew get any say in their life? From the moment he was born, he was destined to be the next guardian of two worlds. I can see how that would feel suffocating. The bus stops. I get off. Earlier today, I told Mrs. Carter that having a plan didn't matter if everything was going to change in a single moment. I wasn't going to go back on my word now. The best thing to do would be to go and meet Andrew and see what happens. Best case scenario, I get some practice talking to a boy. Worst case scenario, I get to punch a spoiled brat. Impossible scenario, I get engaged. 